I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Um, I'm Adam Torres. You can reach me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres to stay up to date with all of my book releases, um, book touring schedule, all of that good stuff. Uh, today, really excited to have Brian View on the line. He's the Senior Vice President of Third-Party Originations for Flagstar Bank. And we're going to do as we always do, get a little bit into his uh, background and history, but also we're going to get a little bit of insight on what's going on in the, in the banking space. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right. So when I look at, you know, when I look at your, your profile and your history, first of all, always love talking to Spartans. Come on, Sparty on, right? <laughs> go been green. A long time. Go green. There we go. Uh, been a long time since I've been to East Lansing, but um, miss it. And I, I do like it. And I was out here for the Rose Bowl when they won it. Did you make it out here by any chance? I did. A pretty good story on that. So in 1987, I was uh, finishing up my freshman year at Michigan State, and we won the uh, Big Ten, and of course, we, we beat Indiana to clinch the Big Ten, and, you know, that was going to be the trip to the Rose Bowl, and, uh, you know, being a, a, a starving college student at the time, I couldn't, uh, couldn't afford to make the trip, but I figured, you know what, no big deal, I'll just go the next time, and so fast forward to what it, what it was 2014, I guess, and yeah. uh, I've got, at that point, uh, a freshman of my own at Michigan State. Uh, and I seem to be freshman and uh, going to be an incoming freshman there. And so I figured, you know what, this is the next time we're going. So we did a family trip to uh, Pasadena and watched the, the Spartans take down uh, Stanford, which was just a, a wonderful experience. Oh, that was great. I, I mean, I, I loved it. It, it felt like a it felt like a home game. It was all green and yeah. white. I swear, there might have been twenty percent um, of that red color there. <laughs> yeah, what, what was cool was uh, we stayed, uh, you know, right in Santa Monica, and just walking up and down the pier there, and, and on the beach, and there was definitely that that uh, the Michigan State folks traveled well for that week, which was which was a lot of fun. I loved it. I loved it. It felt like I was at home. I had actually just moved to Pasadena that year. Um, like I had just moved. I had no idea that we were doing quite that well. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, that's happening? I was like, perfect. Of course, it's down the street from my house. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get a little bit into your background. I mean, I can see you're pretty accomplished in the financial space. Um, I see that you've worked your way up. Um, for some of my, you know, my viewers or my audience that are just um, kind of getting started in their career, let, let's just start with how you got into the financial services industry. Yeah, so not a whole lot of excitement behind the story. I was, uh, you know, newly graduated from college from Michigan State and uh, actually newly married as well. And my uh, my father-in-law at the time kind of said, you know what, Some, there's going to be something important you're going to need to do, uh, and that is to get a job with benefits. And so, uh, you know, my wife at the time was on the family benefits, and her father was a a business owner. And so um, I went about kind of doing what you did before LinkedIn, just taking resumes, you know, around to, to various companies in Southeast Michigan and uh, got a call back from a company called Source One Mortgage. Um, and that was uh, at the time, uh, one of the, the top mortgage origination companies and servicers in the business. And, uh, you know, I went in for my interview, things went well, they asked me if I had any questions, and I said, yes, do you have benefits? They said they did, and I said, this sounds like a place <laughs> I want to be. So that was uh, seriously how I got into the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what what for somebody that's out there, like let's say they're they're in college and they're thinking about going that route. I mean, what would be your advice to them if they're thinking financial services um, based off your experiences? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think um, I, first of all, I think you know, recent graduates or or, or graduates to be today have have such an advantage uh, to to against those that are you know in that older generation, myself included with tools like LinkedIn and, and the different social media, you know, and connectivity, uh, technology connectivity that's out there. And I, and I would just say, be as connected as you can. Um, just about everybody, you know, has either family or friends of family or neighbors that are in, you know, some business or another. And so if you find, you know, someone that's in the space, you know, just ask a lot of questions and, and uh, don't be afraid to, to start in a position that's, you know, maybe it's, it's entry level because, you know, it really it comes down to what you can do individually and, and who you can kind of demonstrate your skills to that that's going to determine your success long term. So it's, uh, you know, I think definitely networking, uh, asking questions, finding some mentors. Um, and like I said, just not being afraid to start at a at a level that perhaps is below what 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 someone's targeting, but, you, you know, work towards that that ultimate, uh, you know, target level. And what, and what would you think? And I mean, there's di there's different views on this. I'd like to hear yours. Uh, big company versus small company in the financial services. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I would say big company, you, you know, tend to have a little bit more kind of safety and security in terms of, uh, um, you know, having have just having being surrounded by by uh, more resources. Versus smaller companies, maybe maybe you have a little more upside, but you have a little bit of risk on the downside. And so I, I think it really comes down to the individual and what they really are looking for, you know, in a career. And, and I think if you're, you know, kind of more of a uh, corporate, uh, you know, if your plan is to be more of a corporate, you know, type of have a more of a corporate career rather, then perhaps the larger company is the better place because there's going to be more opportunity and and kind of more diverse opportunity versus if you're more entrepreneurial, then the smaller the company, the, the more likely the skill set that leads to those, you know, entrepreneurial, um, that entrepreneurial side is going to show in a, in a smaller environment. Yeah, definitely. And then there's also something to be said for being an entrepreneur within the context of that larger company, because they're always looking for new ideas. They're always looking for things that may not move as fast as a smaller company, but they also have potentially more resources, right? Exactly right. I think, uh, and that, that, that just, that's really a, a great point. You know, it's, I think we look for, you know, folks that, that have that kind of growth spirit and that, that creative mind. And, and to your point, you know, things don't always move as fast, perhaps, as, as you'd want them to move. Um, but, you know, if, if the idea is right and the market's right for the idea, then, you know, you can kind of promote your, your, your own vision and goal within a larger company. It really, again, comes down to the individual and how motivated they are and driven they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's where I actually, so I started my career when I uh, first graduated. I was actually working over for um, Dan Gilbert at um, Rock Financial. Um, that's sure. Where, where, that's where it all began. And I think I was in Troy, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. It might have been Troy or it might have been the other one. But, no, it was Novi. I think it was Novi. Yeah. Um, and now they're, now they're, I think, consolidated downtown. But, no, I remember that. And I remember 
the first meeting, I, I don't know if he still does this, but I remember being in, um, in a higher class and he would actually come and talk to the higher class. And, um, and it was, it was just pretty amazing. I'm like, well, that's the first billionaire I've ever been in that close <laughs> proximity with. That was pretty cool. And he gave the entire um, hiring class his, his cell phone number. Um, I was like, well, yeah. that's, that, that's all different. Okay. <laughs> well, so, well um, they, I, they still, uh, they still have their, uh, their isms, right. And you probably, mm -hmm. that first day in orientation, Dan probably talked about, you know, the, uh, the rock financial. Not who's right. It's isms. what's right. It's not who's right. It's what's right. I always remember that one. Yeah. Call me if there anything's wrong. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, is this guy for real? All right. I was Love like, that, that's, that's different. I'm in though. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, well, I think that's a great transition. Let's talk about what um, what's going on in the mortgage industry. I mean, what are you seeing? Give give us some insight. Yeah, so it's it is a uh, you know what, what I would tell you about the mortgage industry, the mortgage business is it's very cyclical. Um, you know, it's obviously directly tied to to housing, right? Mortgages provide financing for homeowners to acquire uh, homes, and so. As the housing market goes, that kind of is how the mortgage uh, industry rolls. And with one caveat, um, you know, we've we've been in a 10-year plus cycle where mortgage rates have been, you know, pretty low. And so, in addition to purchase money mortgages that have really driven the market, uh, or rather, are driving the market today, we we've, we've kind of been in an inverse market where, you know. Prior to 2000, you know, late 17 or and then through 18, the market was 70% refinance, 30% purchase money, and so, um, you know, today with with the rates that have ticked up a little bit, we're kind of inverted. We're now back to kind of a normal market, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. When I first got in the business, this is more like what it looked like, where, you know, 70 plus percent of the originations on an annual basis would be for home purchase and the balance would be for refinance. So, you know, I think the industry as a whole and, and, and mortgage lenders and banks are, are figuring out how to um, kind of, you know, have success in this market where, you know, you need to be more focused on uh, referral relationships, which drive a lot of purchase, you know, money lending. Um, so, you know, loan officers have to engage with real estate agents and other referral partners to, uh, you know, drive that consumer in versus, you know, just posting, I've got low rates and let's do a refinance. It's just, it's a different world for sure. And it's, it's been interesting to see, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of folks uh, figure it out. And, and unfortunately there's going to be some that don't, and that's part of the cycle that uh, this, uh, this industry kind of goes through. No, that's great. And I, um, I'm curious, just overall housing market. I mean, we know what's going on with rates. Um, what do you think about? And I, I just don't get to Michigan very often. I'm just curious what if, um, your input on the, what's going on in the Michigan market, just housing in general. Yeah. So we're, for, so Flagstar, we're a national lender, but we certainly, mm -hmm. you know, kind of are, you know, biased to Michigan a little bit. It's our home base. Uh, it's where we do a lot of business. And so in Michigan, in particular, it's, you know, we've we've seen improving uh, home values. Um, Never, you know, Michigan's never going to be a, a, a high-flying uh, state where values, you know, kind of outpace the market. It's always mm -hmm. kind of a slow and steady consistency, and we're certainly seeing that. Um, you know, we still have, 
uh, you know, the job market in Michigan is, is very, very strong, very positive. Uh, you know, following kind of the financial crisis and the, in the, you know, the bailouts of the, of the automotive firms, we've seen in Michigan in particular a focus on uh, industry outside of automotive. So we're less reliant here on the automotive industry, which is, which is good for our, our state and good, mm-hmm. good for housing. So, you know, I'd, I'd say in Michigan it's a, it's a pretty strong Maybe not vibrant, but a strong housing market um, on a national level. You know, housing is uh, the housing industry is is strong. There's there's definitely pent up demand. Um, you know, for uh, for folks wanting to get into housing, there's this ever elusive um, millennial generation that uh, is starting to uh, purchase homes. You know, as first time home buyers, and and that's a it's a huge segment of the market. So um, we're very bullish on not only on housing, but on, on you know, purchase money, mortgages going forward. Mm. No, that's great. And, I mean, I, I've heard some good things about what's going on in Michigan in different pockets and different growth sectors. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot of good things. And I guess the real, the real you know, test on how all of this works, which nobody's going to know the answer to this, is going to be, you know, how long we, we continue to have this steady growth, right? Because um, yeah. obviously all all bets are off when something you know systemic happens, or in which uh, obviously we can't predict that. So pretty straightforward there. Um, but right. no, great to hear. And you know, I've been in multiple markets. I've been just even living or you know working and everywhere from you know Scottsdale, Arizona, to when it was completely crazy, astronomically inflated when I first got there out of college. I remember, and I was like, what? How can this home go for this much? And how can you'd be this negative cash flow on an apartment building and still be viable because you're using the metrics of appreciation of the overall building and thinking you're in California when you're not, you're in the middle of the desert in (laughs) Phoenix or Scottsdale, sorry, but you know, if people were buying, it kept going up and we see what happened from that. So not that I think we're anywhere near um, that hot of a market by any means, but um, just interesting overall to kind of see, how this expansion's taken place, and what you bring up is a huge is a good point. Um, the, the millennial generation and how um, first-time home buyers. Is there anything different that you or Flagstar are kind of doing to attract those type of clients? I'm just always curious to hear from executives on that on their thought process for that. Yeah, so you know that that generation is very highly technologically you know advanced and savvy, right? You know, we're, in fact, you know, I'd say it's beyond the, just the millennial generation. I just think technology's mm-hmm. evolved to such a level that a lot of people and, and a lot of homeowners and potential homeowners are more comfortable, you know, with technology. And so in the lending space in particular, you've got, you know, a multitude of tools as a home buyer for shopping between the Zillows and the Redfins and the other you know, online aggregators for real estate, right? So you can go look at properties online. You all, you have a similar, you know, method or, or uh, approach to, to pricing mortgage, right? You can go online and and, and kind of use a, a bank rate or or a mm-hmm. uh, lending lending tree model to to kind of price where mortgages are. So I think the consumer, with with respect to using technology, is much more educated. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the millennials in particular are highly educated. So what we've been focusing on at Flagstar and a lot of our contemporaries in the space are focused on is, is how to deliver 
that that digital mortgage experience for that consumer because a lot of them don't necessarily want to go meet face to face with a loan officer or or even get on a telephone with somebody. They just just assume you know self serve with an online app and 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 uh, and be able to kind of transact that way. And there's there's a mul- multitude of vendors that allow for a digital you know experience whether it's validating your income and employment or your assets through through a uh, a third party there's a company out there called finlocker that uh, aggregates data for borrowers and, and provides lenders with a kind of a consolidated look at, at at data that can help in a in a mortgage so i think we just are focused highly on on the user and the customer experience and, and refining our technology to kind of meet that expectation Wow, blows my mind that now, you know, who would have thought um, get an entire mortgage be done and not have to potentially talk to anybody <laughs> at some yeah. point, right? Like, that's just yeah. amazing to me. It just is amazing to me to see where how far it's come and where it'll be in the future. Um, well, hey, Brian, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today, come on the podcast and, uh, you know, give some advice and words of wisdom to our younger viewers and also um, some insight to those that may be in the market um, overall in lending. So really appreciate your time. Um, and for all of the uh, listeners out there, appreciate your time also. Um, again, you can don't forget to follow the podcast, leave um, leave comments, leave uh, leave reviews, love it all. Um, to follow up again on my on my book releases and tour schedule, um, just head on over to Instagram at, at Ask Adam Torres. Um, if you'd like to be a featured author in one of my books um, and to apply, then just head on over to MoneyMattersTopTips.com. Um, thanks again, Brian. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Adam. 